Hello, I'm Jason Herderich, and I'm the host of Discomfort Zone, a new podcast on the Invisible Not Broken Network. I'm excited to be joining Monica and Eva here. I'm going to be releasing some of my early episodes over the next few weeks, so I hope you enjoy, and you can find Discomfort Zone wherever you listen to podcasts or on invisiblenotbroken.com. So the whole world seems to be freaking out about coronavirus right now, but there's particularly a lot of stress in my household because we think that my dad has coronavirus. I'm Jason Herderick, and this is Discomfort Zone. I hadn't planned on doing an episode on coronavirus, but unfortunately, this story came to me. Today, I'm sharing my family's story on coronavirus. He got back from Cuba nine days ago, and a few days later, he got a sore throat. A few days later, he starts coughing and has a fever. We isolated him in the basement. My mom and I are sharing the house with him, and... We have not shown any symptoms yet. We've both had a little bit of a dry throat, but nothing serious. But yeah, it's it's really scary right now. He went in to get tested on Friday and they told us they would get us our test results 24 to 48 hours later. And here it is. Over 72 hours later, we're at 75 hours later. We have not heard back from them. We have tried calling and left a message, nothing yet. So we are just living in limbo. Yeah. Um, it's kind of scary. We all knew that the coronavirus was coming. There was reports a month ago that 30 to 70% of Canadians were going to be infected with it, but you just don't think it's going to happen to you. And definitely we didn't think it was going to happen this quickly. Now, my dad's symptoms haven't progressed too much. We still, we don't know for certain that he has it, but it looks that way. He's got a really bad cough. It got worse for many days. It seems to have leveled off. He's got the fever, he's getting sweats and chills at nighttime and during the day. He doesn't have shortness of breath, that's good, but it certainly would seem that he probably has it. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of uncertainty right now. I'm not used to being in this situation. You know, I've got fibromyalgia, chronic pain, chronic fatigue, a lot of other comorbid conditions. But my parents are usually the ones who have been worrying about my health. And now I guess I'm I'm um, getting a peek into their world, what their world has been like for many years. And just the uncertainty of it and uh, the helplessness that you feel you just, you want to do something, but you can't and you have to stay away because you, I don't want to get it myself. I don't know how it would affect me or my mom. And yeah, we just, we want to, yeah. 
stay healthy, but yeah, anyways, I'm right now I'm just trying to distract myself, trying to meditate, play guitar. Um, but yeah, self-care right now is the most important thing. My mom and I are just playing lots of board games, trying to keep ourselves occupied. Three days after the recording you just heard, I was on a conference call when my mom interrupted to share some news. I rushed down the stairs after the call to find out what was going on. That clicking sound you're hearing is my crutch. I recently injured my leg. Thomas got his mom to do the shopping. What? Um, I'm recording, by the way. Um, what's going on? What's going on? After two hours, I got through to public health. Yeah. Two hours today on the phone. And right away, she told me, after she got the okay from Dad, that it's negative. The result was negative. He doesn't have coronavirus. Is this just a bad cough? Um, no, it's probably... Um, or it's, it's highly likely that it's influenza A. What's influenza A? It's a type of the flu that is not covered by the flu virus, the flu vaccine. So it's just a really bad flu. It's a really bad flu, probably. There's no chance that it could be dengue fever. Like, I know you said there's a rash for that. Is there any? Because you guys were just in Cuba. Um, we were in Cuba, and it sounds like there is some dengue fever, but one of the main things is a main symptoms is a rash on the thorax on the chest yeah he never had okay where, Even, does, where does that leave us like so it leaves us is probably influenza a which i was just trying to research but it a flu a bad flu can last seven to ten days so it's hopefully that so, okay. Well, he can contact uh, the general physician, but there's really no treatment for that either. It's also caused by a virus. I think it's very close to the, to the coronavirus in, sim in symptoms, especially in someone who's 65. Mm. So. Okay. What, I guess, how does that... How do you how do you feel about that? I'm, I'm just so shocked by the news. I don't even know how to react. Well, I'm shocked too because we were sure that he had it because he's so sick, and Maybe the that... symptoms are are very similar. So, they did say he should stay in isolation, but obviously he's not going to go out and spread this. Yeah, these, yeah, definitely this not. Disease, whatever it is. And I should stay in isolation because I traveled. It'll be out of the country. It'll be two weeks on Saturday. Okay. And you don't have to isolate. I don't have to isolate. You don't have Nobody to isolate. Nobody has come into contact. I need to get the message out because I've told so, you know, I think a lot of people, especially the disability media group, um, 
I had informed everyone who I had been in recent contact with that they may have been exposed to the virus. I feel bad. I just like incited panic in, in some people. Well, it's, it's, it was cautious to do because yeah. it um, certainly looked like it, but I don't... Um, I just heard also that influenza A doesn't go deep into the chest as early as the coronavirus. Okay. So it, the, the flu can still be very very, very bad for an elderly person. People do die from the regular yeah. flu. You know, they get respiratory illness and uh, pneumonia, but I don't think it's deep in his chest. So, and he does not have shortness of breath. And I guess maybe that comes on quicker with the coronavirus. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Oh. He's, yeah, he's gonna have to stay isolated for a while, but I mean, this, to me, this is very, very, very positive news. It is good news. It is good <laughs> news. And he doesn't need to get tested again. <laughs> we don't need to get tested. And it's negative. We're, and seeing we've self-isolated, we shouldn't have gotten coronavirus from anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> no. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, we're safe. We're safe. So we are safe. And you know what? We should continue to... Yeah practice social distancing because number one we don't want to get it number two i guess there's a chance that you could get the flu from from dad although yeah. we're, you've kept your distance i so. mean we don't have to be as anal about literally cleaning every last inch of the house <laughs> and being staying yeah. super super far away all from the me. doorknobs and yeah and uh, and and whatnot hopefully this will subside. He has not gotten much worse in the past couple of days. So he's going to want to isolate though, because his immune system is going to be much weaker. So if he did come into contact with the coronavirus, I think that would kick his body's ass. Yeah. Right yeah, now. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Anyways. Anyway. Good news. good news. Is it a coincidence that the, we got those results shortly after Missy Elliott tweeted her prayers towards Dad? <laughs> Who did? Missy Elliott, you know the famous female rapper? Did I tell you that? No, I never heard that. Okay, yeah, on Twitter, I like wrote a tweet about dad and how we haven't gotten his results and how he's really sick. And she just tweeted out her support, being like, oh, you know, like my prayers are with you and your family. I'm sorry you're going through this stressful time. Thank, thank God. Thank her and God. <laughs> thank, thank God. Thank Missy Elliott. <laughs> How's dad doing today? About the same. Mm-hmm. About the same. I don't think he has a fever. But he told me when he woke up at four o'clock in the morning that he was short of breath. Really? Yeah. And he wants to go to the doctor tomorrow. I think that's a good idea. Yeah.
So just jumping right into it. Um, how are you feeling now? I'm tired. <clears throat> tired. <clears throat> I would say at the worst, I was probably, these are all just relative numbers because I have nothing to base them on. At the worst, I was running at 10 to 15% of lung capacity. <clears throat> now I'd say I'm probably running close to 75%, although I still have a lot of, uh, my hearing isn't good. I have fluid in both ears still. No sign of infection from that, but I'm, I'm still weak. And in the past week and week and some, I've only been able to put on 0.6 pounds, even though I've been eating a lot more. How much weight did you lose? I lost 14.4 pounds in 11 days. Wow. And I don't know if I lost any more because I wasn't weighing myself necessarily after that every single day. But when I was done at, <clears throat> at 11 days uh, into it, I weighed 178. And now a week later, I this morning, I weighed 178.6. It's going to take some time. Yesterday morning, I weighed 178.4, so yeah. it's not coming on too quick. Yeah. I'm still battling something. You, you still are. You, you still are. And so, like, we, we, we had you quarantined off in the basement. You would come upstairs into the, the office in order to eat all your meals, but essentially we were keeping you uh, just shuttered off in the basement to keep you quarantined so that mom and I didn't get sick um, because we thought you had coronavirus the whole time. But, you know, so we rarely saw you, but we just heard you coughing and those coughing fits just sounded horrendous. Like they would go on forever. Can you talk a bit about like, what were those symptoms like? It felt like, you know, if I took a breath at that point, if I took a breath greater than what I said, 10, 15% or whatever, then I would automatically go into a coughing fit. <clears throat> and in a coughing fit, if it was severe enough, you couldn't get air, period. So when you finally got it, you know, had to breathe very shallow to try to regain, you know, a bit of oxygen. Um, cough drops helped. Um, the uh, Probably as a result of it or a result of my sickness anyway, I was so inactive, I guess I didn't need too much oxygen because... I was sleeping probably 10 hours at least every night, maybe 10 to 10, 11 hours every night, aside from my coughing fits. And then in the daytime, I was sleeping, you know, four or five hours too. So, and the rest of the time I was just lying down. I wasn't, I wasn't at all active. Um, when I did go upstairs to have meals, Strangely enough, I didn't feel winded going upstairs, but we had just come back from a holiday where your mother and I had a ton of exercise, a ton of hiking, a ton of dancing, stuff like that. We were snorkeling. We were very active. And I guess my muscles, you know, were in good shape at that point. What were your, when you were at your sickest downstairs, we all thought it was coronavirus and we just see you getting sicker and sicker by the day. Like what was going through your mind during that period? What was your biggest worry? By the one week period, I was wondering if I'm going to see my grandchildren. Yeah. You know, I knew that this was getting serious. Your, your mother, your grandmother had a bad fever, something similar to what I had. And on day 10, her organs shut down and she died. She was younger than me. Mm-hmm. 
I guess my fear was leaving everybody. Yeah, honestly, we were we were incredibly scared during that period. Yeah, and unfortunately, with the the way the medical system is, you can't get medical help right now unless you're actually dying. There's really not much you can do. I mean, it it's like we were all totally helpless. Yeah. Fortunately, you guys kept on feeding me. I couldn't eat much, but yeah, you got me what I needed. Yeah. yeah. And I realized, you know, it's up to me. And so once uh, I got the antibiotics and started taking the Tylenol and yes, you know, things improved and I thought, well, maybe I can turn this around. But as late as a week ago yesterday, I wasn't sure. Yeah. Yeah. How did you feel when you received that negative test result? Well, I guess I was surprised because I had so many symptoms of it. But, I mean, I didn't change anything, really. I was still really sick. And I thought afterwards, you know, this is a false negative. And I still think that's a possibility. A few days after we recorded this interview... My dad spoke with a friend who is the head of neurology at a hospital in Toronto. They thought that his symptoms coincided with COVID-19. Some health experts have suggested the number of false negative COVID-19 tests could be up to 30%. On the other hand, I mean, I had a flu shot, so I don't think it was a common flu. But who knows, it could have been, I, don't, I didn't have all the, the uh, symptoms of dengue fever. I don't know what all the symptoms of Zika are, but I could have had some other tropical flu or influenza of some sort. Who knows? You've had a you've had a very strong immune system over the years. Like anytime you've gotten sick, you've bounced back pretty quickly. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, I've never been this sick in my life. We thought we were going to have to take you to the hospital and eventually get you on a ventilator. Like we didn't really know. At some point, there was one night when I thought I should call Diane. I can't breathe, but it came back. And as you can hear, it's not right yet. Yeah, your voice hasn't fully returned. No, and my I can't hear properly. My ears, although I don't think I have an ear infection because I have no pain, my ears are still both full of fluid. When I uh, sometimes, you know, when you try to pop your ears, you hold, pinch your nose, and you blow a little bit. Oh, when when I was doing that a week ago, it was like explosions in my ears they were that loud now it's still loud in one ear but not quite as loud but again i I, if if mom talks quietly i can't hear i just hear mumbling yeah yeah so now that your health is returning and we're presuming you're going to make a fairly quick recovery it might take a couple weeks or a month before you get your all your strength back and everything um you know we're adjusting to this new norm um all of a sudden being in this pandemic is there anything what else is on your mind like is there anything else that you're worried about right now not worried about well i'm worried about the uh condition of my parents if they get this disease they will not qualify for ventilators Hey, Omi, it's Jason. Hi, Jason. Hi, how are you doing? Okay, just dusting, cleaning, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. What's up with you? Not too much. Just uh, spending time here at home. This is going to be the new norm for a bit. Yeah. Uh, I think everybody's scared. But uh, from Bella, but Bella says it's worse. He was <clears throat> yesterday morning. He went to his clinic. Was he goes at seven o'clock in the morning, and there's usually nobody there. Yesterday, the parking lot was half full. He went to the grocery store. There were no cheese, no eggs, no toilet paper. Can you believe that? Oh man, yeah, everybody's stocking <laughs> up. Toilet well, paper, I, especially. People I'm just not. Sporting. I'm not stocking up. And, I, come on, I grew up in the world, I know how to help myself. I said, <laughs> yeah. if, if you run out of toilet paper, rip up some old things, make some squares, and put them in the washing machine, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not that. Come it's, on. When, we, when, when I grew up, we had newspapers, Jason. Yeah. We had, no, we had no toilet paper. And look at me, I'm 89 years old. <laughs> Maybe we should start hang, hang, holding on to all the newspapers. <laughs> yeah. Don't throw them out too quick. Yeah, but then your bum gets black, you know, so yeah. you have to wash it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Old, old she- if you have old sheets or old, old wax, I would just cut it nicely in squares and put him in the toilet thing there. See, this is, this is we, we need to get you, like, on broadcast. We need to get you, like, your own TV show right now, sharing you the insight. I've been feeling quite anxious lately due to my dad's health crisis and isolation. My pain, fatigue, and dizziness have all gotten worse. Things are stressful right now and likely will be for a while. This pandemic is hard on everyone, but there will be light at the end of the tunnel. We're going to get through this together. We need to focus on what we can control. We can't control what goes on outside of our living spaces but we can choose how we spend our time. I'm spending my days of physical isolation on the phone with friends, making this podcast, and playing board games. I'm limiting my media consumption. I've been meaning to start a gratitude practice, so I'll start now. Number one, I'm grateful that my dad is still with us and getting healthy. Number two, I'm grateful that I don't have to wipe my butt with newspaper or reusable cloth. What are you grateful for? And what brings you joy? I'd love to hear from you. My email address is feedback at discomforts.fm. My handle on social media is dzonepodcast. Discomfort Zone is produced by myself, Jason Herderick. Guitar music was played by me. Audio engineering by Justin Meriden. I'd be very grateful if you could leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or talk about the show on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or your blog. My audience is growing, but it's still relatively small, and word of mouth is truly the best way for other people to find the show. I hope that you and your families all remain safe. Best wishes to everyone out there. Take care.